Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugelsang. This is Sirius XM Progress. We're at 866. 866- 997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. So, you know, by now millions of Twitter users just told Elon Musk, yeah, bro, you should step down as the head of Twitter. He created this poll and he promised he would abide by it. Uh, we still have no word on whether he actually would, but he probably will. You know, Twitter Twitter has gotten a lot worse. I, I, I would say it's turned into a right-wing cesspool, but that's insulting to human waste. Uh, it has grown a lot more confusing. Under Elon's leadership, as you might know if you're on the site, the policies are issued and then withdrawn right away. Uh, Nazis everywhere. I mean, just the, the, the racists and the people who aren't verified who get to verify. It's a mess, right? So a lot of people voted, yeah, stopping CEO. And Musk said from the beginning he was only going to be CEO for a while and then have someone else be CEO. So in a way, it's part of his plan. But it's a pretty safe bet. You know who voted for him to go? Anybody who's an investor in Tesla. A lot of people in Tesla are going to the press and saying that uh, this Twitter thing has distracted, you know, Elon from from this company, which is his main source of wealth. I mean, he used his Tesla stock to partially fund his ridiculous $44 billion purchase of Twitter. Shares of Tesla are down 35% since Elon took over on October 27th. I know, that long? Yeah, only like five weeks. Imagine your company's sales go down 35%. In five weeks, that's costing his investors billions. On April 1st, Tesla's market value was $1.1 trillion. That was the last trading day before Musk disclosed he was buying up all Twitter shares. And since then, since April 1st, Tesla has lost 58% of its value. And to put it politely, uh, they're not the only game in town for electric vehicle sales anymore. There's a lot of other options. So I'm worried about Elon. I mean, he's getting fired on Twitter, but he might get fired twice before this whole thing is done. We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748. We're going to have a couple hours of open phones, but let's get to it. I, uh, I want to know your thoughts. And if you get a chance, our topic of the night, what's the best Christmas movie? that Jimmy Stewart's not in. And and tell me what Christmas songs do it for you every year. What brings you back? What gets you in the mood? What reminds you of mom? Or what reminds you of the future? What what What's a Christmas song you fell in love with as an adult that sums up what the season means? Or Hanukkah too. We played Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings Hanukkah song last night. Let's get back to it. 866-997-GRIT. Tim in Chicago, you've been on hold forever, and I thank you for your patience. 
Uh, glad to be talking with you again. And uh, for your first two questions, I would have to say that Bing Crosby is the godfather of all Christmas music. Let's just Gutsy put that call. out there. Gutsy right call. Out of the gate. And no, it's not a popular pick, but I really like the Christmas movie Polar Express. It had primitive uh, motion capture, but it did a phenomenal job of capturing the imagery of the book it was based on that came out in uh, in the 80s that I grew up with. And it just, the, uh, yeah, the, Cinematic touch and the uh, the photographer, you know, uh, I, I guess you'd call it photo- uh, cinematography. Yeah, was just you know spot on. So they well, really Zemeckis. Did a job he's, he's, I mean, Bob Zemeckis is great, but it's interesting because a lot of folks yeah. I talked to who who read the book weren't fans of the film, but you're a fan of the book who liked the film. I, I love that. Yeah, no, I mean, I always like it when uh, when you see you know an artistic rendering of another form of art. You know, be it you know usually it's a form of a book to a movie, but you know there are obviously other forms, and it's always interesting to see how one artist. Interpreted, interprets another's work, so you get great I results. I completely agree. That's one of my Most favorite of subjects of uh, one of my favorite subjects of Idle Talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, by the way, John, can you stop referring to people staying on Twitter as some kind of patriotic duty? Like we didn't leave the country when Trump was elected. I mean, it, it's a stupid social media platform. If yeah, it goes I don't, away, I, there'll be three yeah, more that, that that pop up in its place. I mean, come you on. You know what? Man. I got I'm going to push back on you on this. I'll tell you why. I, I get everything you're saying, but but Twitter is look. It's got plenty of flaws. I have plenty of problems with it. It makes me furious all the time, right? But it is the closest thing we have in the internet age of having uh, a, an agreed upon public square when so many heads of state and journalists and corporations and uh, individuals of note have accounts there. I mean, it is a place where people go for dialogue. It is it's the electronic town square we have. And so in that they sense, nationalize I, it already. Well, I, hey, you want to talk about, about freedom that freedom of speech because it's right just on the company. They can do what they want, unfortunately. They, they, and, and that's what I've said all along. I agree. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. Elon can buy it and do whatever he wants. And it's tragic if he does. But my whole thing on Twitter is don't quit it for the same reason, you know, when people say, I'm going to leave America. What the fuck? You're not going to leave America? Come on, because some petulant, rich millionaire at birth dick takes over? No, you're not going to leave America because Trump took over. And, and look, if you want to leave Twitter because Elon's there, I don't, I'm not going to fault you for it. I'm just saying I don't want to cede the public square to Nazis and white supremacists and dude bros who admire millionaires at birth. I just kind of feel like, you know, if it's bad, get out of there. But uh, I'm going to stay there mm-hmm. and stick around as long as I can, because honestly, there's so many good people there. And I've discovered so many great thinkers and comedians and writers through the space. And I, I just I don't like seeing I don't like seeing authoritarianism win. It's my little kink of mine. I don't like seeing fascists win. I'd rather stay there and fight these revoltingly fake Christians, these bots and dude bros, than, you know, yeah, and, and at the it. same time, Macedon is nice. Macedon is nice. It created a niche that is critically important. I will completely agree with you there. But at the same time, that niche isn't going to go away, whether it's Twitter, mm-hmm. yeah. filling it, or sure. Macedon, right. or whatever. Yeah, it's I'm, not going I away. I agree. But if I could just add, well, if I could just add, Chris wants to join in. Yeah. If I could just add my point. Don't you do this to me? I don't know where else I go. I can't find myself on Mastodon. Well, I, I don't I don't know how you're gonna tap yourself in that chino after the chino stroke, but bravo sir. Thank um, you very much. Thank you. Well, tell me what's on um, your mind besides Twitter, Tim. I, I and listen, well, I, I respect say, your... just well first of all, congratulations on the Jamie Raskin uh, birthday gig. I know last time we spoke I kinda outed you on that and uh I hope you planted the uh, seed, if it needed to be planted, that is, for him to 
have a p- eventual presidential run because you and I were both, oh my you know, very firm agreement yes. that he'd be fantastic for it. Oh, listen, I, I, I'd love for him to be our first Jewish president. But the last time I said that about yeah. a politician I met, it didn't end very well. And that was that was <laughs> Elliot Spitzer. So in this case, I'm, I'm oh, going to hold my keep my thoughts to myself a bit. But, um, yeah, I, Raskin has got such toughness and such grace. I, I mean, I think it's more likely to see him in the Senate someday than running for president. But I, I, I'd love to see it happen. He's just yeah. to go through the loss he went through to lose a child yep. the way he did. And then the next mm-hmm. day. He went to work with his daughter, and that was January 6th. And he literally went and and had to face a terrorist mob to do the business of government. And he's handled it yeah. with such grace and elegance. And I thought mm-hmm. I, I found his performance as a house manager in the impeachment trial uh, to be, quite frankly, moving and, and, and deeply moral. And uh, and I respect oh, him as a scholar. Too. Yeah, he's he's yeah, just he's yeah. he's the big he's the real deal. The guy's really right. sincere. Well, speaking ha- of, yeah, speaking having of hung Ron, out with him, a, was, having uh, hung out with him a couple of times now, too. He's just a good, decent yeah. guy. Great. Yeah. No, I mean, well, speaking of lots, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, because I was actually calling to talk about your last Bob Henley interview. Didn't realize that he was on tonight as well. And he's just. <laughs> He was just dynamite, and I loved your first interview with him. But I could tell uh, that you were just crestfallen with Joe Biden's actions uh, and how you know he used to be an advocate for unions. But you know, I have to tell you, you well, know, no, 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 no. I, I did, I did say I think Joe Biden's going to make it right. I said, yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah, no, you're right. It, he but I think he's, he's, but I hoping. do believe he's going to make it right. Yeah, I, well, I think it's just going to be too hard for him not to. And the problem is, is that. This is what a lot of progressives in the, in the primaries and uh, in the general election were warning people about, is that Biden really doesn't have much of an ideology or an identity. He has a brand, which is, you know, good old Uncle Joe, you know, just, you know, the the kid from Delaware, the scrappy kid from Delaware. Uh, but that's that's kind of where it ends. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of substance. He's been in politics forever. I don't think he's really mm-hmm. even had a real job for much of a long period of time in his life. He's really basically just Hillary Clinton 2.0. And that he's mm. constantly leading from behind. He's sticking his finger in the wind, seeing which way the winds blow. Now, to his credit, you know, even though he's been on the wrong side of a lot of issues, he's come back and said, yeah, I made a mistake. But, you know, that's that's not good leadership. And well, but I think it is. I, that, look, that's look, why, mo- that's why all have. three of his presidential campaigns have been pretty darn anemic. He's had trouble getting any kind of momentum. And I'll agree. Because he doesn't really have a whole lot of substance behind it. Look, I've so, never I mean, been a fan of Joe Biden. really shaped his presidency was whoever got in his ear at the final minute uh, going into the midterms and said, you need to get something done because Roe v. Wade, that being overturned, that's not going to be enough to get Democrats, you know, from getting obliterated. And he finally made that push on uh, those three critical fronts. I think but, you make you know, a lot he, of good points. It, yeah. If you recall, his his uh, approval rating started taking a nosedive when he seemed to be content with letting the first iteration of uh, the uh, infrastructure bill just to wither on the vine. He's just going to say, well, I tried nothing and that's good enough. I talked about it. That's good enough. And people I'm not going to blame it. Joe. Whoa! I'm not going to blame Joe Biden for that. I'm going to blame Mansion and Cinema and the Republican Party for that. Well, you know, Biden. he didn't do. Any, I mean, Mansion pulled Biden's pants down. He wasn't even taking his calls. Biden could have done a whole lot more. He could have brought what Biden, Biden into his office and said, "I'll give you the carrot of the stick. You either, you know, get on board. I'll put a military base in uh, in in West Virginia. I'll, I'll build statues in your honor." Or Look, I'm all for that. I'm all for bribing the guy. I'm all for bribing him. I will campaign against you. I will write 
I'll make that. It wouldn't work. He can't do that. Look like a piece of he cake. He put the guy's you know, wife I, in charge of the Appalachian Water. He put. Shed. He literally bought him off by putting his wife in charge of a ninety million budget for this Appalachian program. Well, well that was enough. He could also say it was enough. Eventually, EpiPen. look. What about this EpiPen scandal? Dude, How about do, we uh, have the justice? Let me let me department. participate a bit, Tim. Please look. Yeah. Build back better. Did limp <laughs> back later, and just look at Biden's face right, right. when they when he finally signed the Infrastructure Reduction Act. Go look at the video and just look at the look Biden shoots Mansion. After he signs oh, yeah, it, and then he hands Manchin the pen. Yeah. I mean, come on. He got it yeah. across the finish line. Look, I never was a big Joe Biden yeah. fan either. He, you know, I, I grew up, I liked him when he was yelling about apartheid at George Shultz as a kid. But, I mean, come on. He voted for the Iraq War. We could talk about his sins all day, the plagiarism 35 mm-hmm. years ago in the 80s. I, I liked when he came out for marriage equality. I thought he was a smart choice for Barack Obama to pick as a running mate. Hey, here's a, run, here, here's a running mate guaranteeing zero assassination attempts. I mean, <laughs> my God. Um <laughs> But I'll tell you something, and I think that Joe Biden's in the White House because of because of one person, and it's James Clyburn. I have never seen a political endorsement make well, more of an impact. No, but was James also Obama Clyburn, putting his his thumb on the no. scale. Obama, and, uh, Buttigieg, but Obama never and, uh, endorsed him. Obama didn't endorse him until he had the nomination. Ex presidents no, never had, do that. He got Buttigieg and Klobuchar and I think Beto O'Rourke to jump off uh, and endorse Biden right uh, right before Super Tuesday. Right. What I'm saying is it was the Clyburn endorsement that turned things around for Biden. And and we can debate about what really turned it around for him. There's a lot of factors. But I'll tell you something. What has moved me, what has surprised me, what has made me think that I could be wrong or that there's more to Joe Biden than I thought is just the amount of things he's already done and the amount of things he has tried Mm -hmm. to do. I mean, we had the lowest child poverty in the history of this country in 2021 because of a government program and they proved it could work. I think bringing manufacturing back with the CHIPS Act, I never expected that. The PACT Act for veterans is a smart thing for any Democrat to do. The job growth is first year. The numbers aren't lying. Uh, You know, the way Joe Biden has led this solidarity of NATO countries against i'm sorry man but this is what putin's doing is hitler invading poland all over again and i'll fight anybody who says otherwise having the first black woman on the supreme court i could talk about that all day i mean if you had told me back in the 90s that one day it would be boring middle of the road centrist joe biden who would decriminalize weed at the federal level and fight to expunge the records of all federal weed uh prisoners and that this same joe biden would be the one fighting to forgive student loan debt at least a big chunk of the interest for 43 million americans i wouldn't have believed this guy would have the guts or the mojo to do it he to me is proof that some of these old white men we are taught to hate so much some of these old white men can change now maybe it's flip-flop Maybe it's he has advisors in his ear, whatever you want to call it. But I'll take an old right. white man who can grow with the times, who can become deeper in his love and his compassion and his empathy. Joe Biden didn't give a rat's ass about abortion rights or gay people 30 years ago, but now he does. If the alternative is a Trump who is still the same selfish racist asshole he was back in 1973, it's no contest. Look, I you got somebody better than Joe Biden? Run him and I'll support it. What I'm saying is that this guy now, not my first choice, not my second choice. Probably, I don't think right. he's my third choice in 2020. But I will stand there and take my scarf off for all he has achieved and all he has tried to. And if he doesn't run again, you know this, you'll agree. If he doesn't run again, he'd go down in history as maybe the most consequential one-term president we ever had. Yeah, no, I, I, as I said, he leaves him behind, but he does eventually get on the right side. So, I mean, that's, that's really what I'm getting at here is that yeah, right now he's a, He's on the wrong side of the railroad issue, but you know if if history serves as a guide, he'll eventually make the right decision but for your uh, prediction. Couldn't you 
the way I look at it is I diagnose the problem as being that, you know, Biden, his his whole career has been a big capital D Democrat. And what you just described as his flaw is a, a kind of an inherent flaw in the party and the way the party is run. Historically, I think Democrats yeah. um, are kind of a little bit wrong until they're right. And they're always kind of fighting from behind. And 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 it's the way they run elections. It's the way they put up candidates. He wasn't the only weak yep. candidate. Like we, the 1980s was yep. a bad decade for, sure. for candidates for Democrats. Yeah. And I just think I think it's a systemic problem within that party structure that hopefully we're generating, you know, we're moving past. I hope so. Well, I think, again, you know, this is something I, I wanted to talk about another time was just, you know, the tone of not of not fighting back and how it just people are screaming, have been screaming at Democrats for the better part of a decade to take the gloves off. And like, it's not that hard to fight uh, against this Republican Party. They are on the wrong side of pretty much every issue. They lie. They cheat. They steal. I mean, it, they, they, they are their own worst enemy. We just need to shine a light on that. But Democrats are still kind of I agree. Know, kind of approach with much mouth. But anyway, I mean, we can talk about and by that the way. No, no. Time. But I but I want I want them to find their passion. Look, I have a lot of respect for John Kerry. I, I, I do. And the more I've learned about his life, I've had ever deepening respect. But I can't stand to see a Democrat who stands there like a human punching bag and just takes yep. it as a pinata over and over and over again. But was I'm that sorry. Jeremy had like a DDSM participant who forgot their safe word or something? That's my yeah. It looks like, like one of those S&M slaves who forgot his safe word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> yeah, no, people, so but um, besides the fact that people on the left want an alpha liberal, want someone who will fight for the exactly. moral choices and the economically smart choices and do it with passion and vigor. But also, I think our independent and conservative brothers and sisters respond to that as well. And they can respect it. You know, they they can. I I know they got suckered by Trump, but authenticity goes a long way. Well, they need to hire John Fetterman's campaign crew and put them in charge of the DNC, kick all of them to the curb, excommunicate them from the business because they clearly don't know what they're doing when the leaders of the DNC communications group, because when you lose to someone like Donald Trump, that's it. Game over. You're you're terrible at your job. So grab yeah. John Fetterman's campaign team because they, they did it perfectly. They put Oz on the back foot from the get go, and they never stopped. And he he was you know a part time candidate because of his stroke, and he still won. And he still won. Very, and by the way, yeah. sent his sent his ground team to New York State because after this clown oh, yeah. Santos lying about everything, I, I honestly. I'm not even mad at Santos. I mean, this guy who's now going to Congress, he lied about getting degrees from Baruch and NYU. He lied about working for Citigroup, lied about working for Goldman Sachs, lied about running Pets Unlimited. He said it was an animal rescue operation. It was like a Facebook page. Uh, He he lied about like having employees that were killed in the Pulse nightclub, like crazy shit to lie about. And look, that's what he's going to do. He's a Republican. Even the Republican Party cut him loose and said he was a problem. His Democratic opponent missed that, how his campaign crew missed that, because that- The the entire Democratic Party machine. The the entire machine. My God. Exactly. My God, this guy won by like eight points and it's insane. I mean, and by the way, a lot of a lot of, you know, right wingers knew about it. The Cook Political Report uh, did a whole thing in the fall saying that uh, insiders bitterly regard this race as a recruitment failure. The North Shore Leader, which is a Long Island uh, newspaper, they wrote he boasts like an insecure child, but he's most likely just a fabulist, a fake like it was out there in the Mm -hmm. open. Democrats did nothing about it. And now this guy is going to be able to be in Congress, there will be no move to get rid of him because Kevin McCarthy (laughs) will say to him, kid, I'm your one chance to stay in Congress. You have to vote for me. So he's he's set. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and by the way, and by the way, Mr. Santos, Representative Santos has not denied any of the claims from The New York Times today. 
Right. Well, speaking of New York, I'll say one more thing uh, on the, on that state and, uh, you know, that whole kerfuffle with the homeless situation. There are mo- uh, multiple studies out there, uh, to my awareness, that, you know, demonstrate that giving people homeless, the homeless population actual homes is financially more prudent than just the way we're handling it now by a staggering amount. So maybe for a topic for another show. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I'm not too familiar with the topic. I, I know those studies are out there, though. So I think look, it'll be I mean, in, in, in Detroit alone, I did a movie about this in Detroit, and and they've got seventy nine thousand abandoned buildings and nineteen thousand homeless oh, people. Yeah. Do you know it's, what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. The uh, no, I mean all, all these the abandoned newly yeah. built uh, luxury okay. apartments are sitting empty. The the supply is Tim. Wild. This is. Tim, this has been awesome, but I, I got to run. There's 4,000 yeah. people on hold, no, I and I want to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Really thank appreciate you. Call up. We'll fight again sometime, night. too. You got me to defend Biden. That's good. 866-997-4748. Jerry is calling from New Jersey. Jerry, welcome. Tell me about Trump's tax returns. Hello. Uh, Hi. I don't uh, think anybody that is in his base is going to understand them. I agree. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what the end game here is on this. Like... I mean, unless there's something so explosive in here that it's worth all this effort. But I the last thing these Democrats need is being accused of another nothing burger. And and I just I just don't I I assume it's somehow in the legislative interest of the country. But you're right. People watching Fox, I don't think it's going to ever impact them. I mean, my in my career, I I am a mortgage underwriting trainer and have learned to read, understand, review tax returns mm-hmm. and if i oh. see somebody with more than four businesses i'm like <laughs> i quit <laughs> you know it's 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 not that easy to read them mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with them and even someone like myself who knows enough to get by i just can't even imagine you know i mean most people are just you straight up w2 or maybe a schedule you know uh see that they have Jerry- to- Apparently, the IRS agrees with you because they didn't even audit his tax returns the first two years he was president. They when he was claiming he was under audit, the years he was saying he was under audit. Yeah, but 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 then like while he while he was president, they didn't even bother like looking at them. Uh, no, I I just still don't understand how he got past everything and was able to be inaugurated without providing them. I mean, it's just something that everybody has done and how he has grifted everybody all these years uh, living in New Jersey. I'm mm-hmm. close to the city and we know what he did with the casinos and how he stiffed all the That's contractors. And he doesn't pay but what people. if, but here's, my, here's what, here's what's going to keep me up tonight, Jerry. What if the only thing in these tax returns is that Donald Trump wasn't really a billionaire? What if there's no actual corruption or evidence of money laundering or proof of malfeasance? What if the only thing in there is that it proves he's not a billionaire and he was embarrassed? And and, and that's what all of these years of struggle has been about. That's the kind of thing that I, I hope the Democrats are smart enough to not walk into a flagpole like that. I don't think they are. I, <laughs> I'm sure there's I, I something agree. in there. I agree. I, I do think uh, what they're probably going to find is... Um, businesses with foreign foreign companies foreign agents and yeah. people as a you know as as leader of the united states should not be doing uh, yeah. corporations and and businesses that were run while he was president that should not have been done uh, things that that he shouldn't be doing you know I, and i'm 
I can't imagine that those aren't in there. <laughs> You're right. You're totally right. Jerry, I thank so, you for the call. Listen, when, when everything's revealed, will you call us back and give us your thoughts? Yes, if you post it on Twitter again, because I didn't know about this till I saw it. I think by the end of this week, we'll all know quite a bit about it, whether there's anything there or not. Am, thank you so much. I am very excited. So thank you. <laughs> I'm very curious. It should be really interesting. Thank you, Jerry. We've never had a president try to hide how they made their money before. So yeah, I, I kind of feel like we had a right to know this in 2015. Okay, really quick break. We'll be right back with more of your calls. 866-997-GRIT. Don't go away. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I'm John Fiegel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. 866-997-4748 is our number. We're going to be live taking your calls for the next hour. I want to play a quick clip from Corrine Jean-Pierre. They asked her today in the White House briefing room if the White House supports Joe Manchin's effort to attach energy industry permitting reform to the NDAA. Uh, Senator Manchin now has an amendment to the NDAA. He's hoping to advance on the floor uh, for his permitting reform provisions. Does the White House support, continue to support the effort at this stage? So the, the president believes we must pass the permitting reform bill so that the, that the U.S. can realize uh, the benefits of the historic investments in the Inflation Reduction Act and the bipartisan infrastructure law. He supports permitting reform. As I said just a couple days ago, we will continue to work with Congress and find the best path forward so we can enact a bill, enact this bill. So it is a priority for this president. That's right, folks. It was such a slow news day. We played that clip. You see, here's the thing. What are you most burned out on? I mean, are you ready for 2022 to be done? Because let's be honest, this was a brutal year because of the midterm elections, right? Remember the midterm elections on November 8th? I am, I am, I am burned out. I am, I am burned out like Marcus Bachman after breeding duty. That was, I went deep for that one. Uh, I, For me, it's been a brutal year. It's been just insane with the hostility and the toxicity and the just general fuckery that we've seen from the right, be it at the polls, be it on Twitter. And I think everyone's just kind of burned out. I think today was the first day that we thought, okay, the election's over. The, the runoff is done. Democrats are going to be 51-49. The GOP will control the Senate. It was, I'm, I'm control the House. Democrats will have a greater lead slightly in the Senate. It was a overall good night for Biden that lasted a month and a half. And it was overall a bad night for Trump that lasted a month and a half. But this was what Democrats needed. And Warnock's path is the one that Democrats are going to need to win the 2024 election. Because let's be honest, Georgia's always been a very red state. 
And what did Democrats do to win? And how did Stacey Abrams help them? By maintaining the edge in the suburbs while motivating the African-American base to turn out. Now, thanks to Warnock's victory, Democrats have that 51st Senate seat. Uh, it's going to give President, Vice President Harris uh, a break from having to break ties. This means a lot more of Joe Biden's judicial nominees can be confirmed, and it gives Democrats almost total power to issue subpoenas without any Republican help. And it was close. It was close enough. He beat him 51 to 49 percent. AP called it just over 24 hours ago. In November, Warnock led 49 to 48 percent because you had that libertarian Chase Oliver getting 2 percent of the vote. $401 million spent on this one Senate race, the most expensive in the nation. I mean, New York Times reported that an astonishing $1.4 billion has been spent on just four races in the state of Georgia since the beginning of 2020. If you think you're tired of politics, imagine how the good people of Georgia are. I mean, there's folks down there who have voted four times in two years. And you know what? God bless them, because that's why it's going to be a stronger Senate. I'm so proud of Americans who keep showing up to save democracy. And 2022 is the first midterm election since 1934. 88 years where the party in power successfully defended every incumbent Senate seat. And most of the celebrity candidates endorsed by Trump, right? I mean, think about Dr. Oz, think about Carrie Lake, think about Herschel Walker. They did terrible. Thank God Donald Trump is so powerful and his ego so fragile and his judgment so weak that so many races Republicans should have won easily were lost because of this knob. Please, please, Democrats, don't get rid of Trump too soon. Keep him out there. Rick Scott, by the way, was head of the GOP Senate campaign committee. He made a point of staying out of the primaries. That's that's really what allowed a lot of these clowns to become the nominees. Herschel Walker was the only statewide Republican candidate in Georgia who lost. The Republican Party swept every other office, from governor to state insurance commissioner. Governor Brian Kemp won re-election by seven and a half points, but Herschel Walker lost. And again, we have Donald Trump to thank for it. We're at 866-997-4748. We want to know what you guys think. What are you the most sick of? What do you need a break from? What has burned you out? For me, it's the fake Christians with the homophobia. What is it for you? 866-997-GRIT. Let's go to Bill in New Jersey. Bill, thank you for your patience. Good evening, John. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Okay, good. Uh, a couple of quick points that I uh, bothered you about before. The, Please. the term woke was invented in the 1930s by black people because they wanted to be aware of the white people going around and Lead Belly wrote a song about it in 1932. Which song and, is that? Uh, Which song is that? I don't I don't know. I just know that he wrote a song about it and it was okay. a thing then and it's being made up considered something that was just made up which is untrue. Also the Boston Tea Party wasn't called the Boston Tea Party till like the 1820s and it was denounced by Washington and a lot of people for destroying property and it was the uh, Sons of Liberty uh, Adams group that did it. And uh, they uh, um, they they destroyed a, a whole lot of tea, but that was okay with King George because they had half a million 
pounds of spoiled tea that they couldn't sell, which is one of the reasons why they didn't take the tax off of uh, tea. They took the tax off earlier with uh, another uh, – off of everything else but tea before that. But huh. anyway, the thing with uh, – it back to Let's bring it back to woke, though. Woke, okay. Yeah, it was a real thing and a real term in black culture from a long time ago. And it, uh, it's not something that was just made up. Right. It's not anything recent, and it's been out there for a while. Um, yeah, I'm looking it up like right Antifa. now. The, or, what's that? It's like Antifa. Exactly right. It's Antifa. That, that's the site I rooted for in World War II. The phrase it's, stay yeah, woke well, turned up as... Uh, Germans the, the, in the 1930s who uh, uh, were insurgents against uh, Hitler, and they were called uh, uh, anti-fascist action, or Antifa mm-hmm. for short. Yeah, and exactly. They all got hung pretty much at one point, but they were anti-Nazi people there. So Antifa did exist a long time ago. Um, the Lead Belly song you're thinking of is called Scottsboro Boys, by the way, and it's about it's a true story. In 1931, a group of nine black teenagers were accused of raping two white women. And so he does he does this 1938 song, Scottsboro Boys, and at the end of it, mm-hmm. he says, stay woke as part of a little spoken word coda to the song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. Lead Belly is the first known instance of someone using that phrase um, in, yeah. in recorded music. Right, and it didn't go away. But uh, also, uh, I mean, the, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, about Marco Rubio yeah. and the Venezuelans. A couple weeks Please. ago, I called you and I said, it's funny because uh, Biden is being yelled at by the Republicans for wanting to establish uh, ties with uh, Venezuela again. And mm. uh, I said at that time, it's all about Coke, because he has those, um, uh, what you call it, tar sands uh, uh, refineries in Louisiana that can only do tar sands. And uh, they had a contract with uh, Venezuela before they went communist. And then when they couldn't get from Venezuela, they wanted a pipeline from Canada to bring down the tar sands so they could That's use right. the refineries. Yeah. And, now, and they couldn't get that done. So now they're approaching the Venezuelans again. And it is led by a lot of Republicans as well. So this idea, you know, geez, you're, you're, you're going to uh, sell or buy stuff from the commies. Well, what about China? You know, what, exactly. what about all these other... Uh, you know, the <laughs> exactly. The commies are technically doing capitalism better than us right now. Yeah, well, look at China. But, uh, you know, uh, and and I'm I'm sure Coke is behind the whole thing because he benefits the most. And, you know, those that, you know, that refinery probably has a bigger cancer alley than 10 of them together, because that <laughs> is like half uh, toxins and sand and everything else. And uh it's just gross. You know, the United States, America is known for having the cleanest oil. Uh, it's called sweet gold or something, golden sweet, and it needs the least refining. All mm. the ones in the Middle East and everything have junk in them and have to be, uh, it costs more to refine those oils. I have so heard why that, actually. Tar sands, I don't know. But, I uh, don't know. No, yeah. Um, why, is it, why is it so easy to make Americans believe Keystone Pipeline would have lowered their gas prices? <laughs> It, it There's no easy answer to these great even questions. If it went online, even if it went online, it wouldn't be ready in time for I don't know what. And they always don't maintain those those uh, pipes anyway. But anyway, yeah, that, that whole thing was just because 
because Koch owns everything. Know. You know, the Cato Institute, every single conservative thing is, you know, the father worked for Stalin and he, the father uh, was an engineer who had a process for uh, refinement and he tried to get it um, patented in the U.S. and it already had been patented. So he said, fuck you. And he went to Stalin and used that uh, process to set up stuff with him because Stalin didn't give shit about, uh, you know, patents or anything. And huh. uh that's that's where they got all the billions of dollars. Bill, uh, I've been taking you know. notes on everything, and I thank you very, very much. I've learned a lot in just this conversation about Lead Belly and thank Stalin and, and, and Venezuela. You thank you, sir. Thanks. Have a great evening. <laughs> right on. In my head, they do. Thank you so much. 866-997-4748 is our number. By the way, who did you think was going to be Times Person of the Year? John Bolton? No. Vladimir Zelensky. The magazine made their announcement this morning. They had a profile from Simon Schuster in Kiev. I refuse to believe Simon Schuster is his real name, by the way. Um, but it's kind of a tie. Vladimir Zelensky won the honor jointly with the Spirit of Ukraine, which got its own write-up, and I actually approve of that. Zelensky uh, has, of course, heard the Winston Churchill comparisons. He says he prefers Charlie Chaplin or George Orwell as analogs. Schuster writes, there wasn't much in Zelensky's biography to predict his willingness to stand and fight. Zelensky's success as a wartime leader has relied on the fact that courage is contagious. I completely agree. And Zelensky, who was a major figure in Donald Trump's first impeachment, who would have known he'd become one of the most inspiring figures in democracy and freedom this year? I really hope he enjoys the honor and I really hope he lives a very long life. Because what's going to happen when Republicans take the House? and decide they don't actually care about freedom. They care about hurting Joe Biden, and they care about helping Vladimir Putin. What's going to happen if the Republicans in the House succeed in cutting any kind of help financially or militarily for our allies in Ukraine? What's that going to look like? What's it going to look like in the streets of Ukraine when they finally feel they have this invading army at bay? Let's go to the phones. John is calling from Austin, Texas. Hello, John. Welcome. Hey, how's it going, my brother? Very good. How are you, sir? How are you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you doing? All right. I'm sitting here in my car right now, bro. I got the mother tongue. Where, where, where are you from in Mass, bro? Your father's from Massachusetts? No, my father's from Brooklyn. Oh, His Brooklyn. Father, All right, on. Went to Mass. Hold on. So, I'm, <laughs> so I'm down here in Texas, bro, and I keep having the same... For the same political discuss- this discussion that fascism can only exist on the right hand of the political spectrum. These people have a hard time grasping that down here. What, they have a hard time grasping that, that fascism is a right-wing thing? Yeah, yeah, it blows my freaking mind. You know, I, I, I try to explain to people that, you know, authoritarianism can exist on either end of the political spectrum that democracy is somewhere in the middle. Right, and, thank uh, you. It's hard it's. It's hard for these people to grasp that. Apparently, do they understand? You know? Do they understand that like socialism is on the left, and and Marxism is on the left, and anarchy is on the left, and 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 so is liberalism and democracy and pluralism. But fascism—that's that's what the right wing has. I mean, can they at least say <laughs> that the left has socialism no, and the right has fascism? Listen, listen I'm, I'm I'm like you know like I'm an Irish kid from Massachusetts, man. I, right you know, on. I, I have a good grasp of politics. Biden was bad for some. I'm not the biggest fan of Biden, but he's way better than Trump. 
You know exactly what I mean? right. Yeah, yeah. He listen. I don't know any. I don't know any liberals. I don't know any liberals who had Joe Biden as their first choice, but they're very glad he won. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see like you know a national a national policy shift for marijuana and all kinds. Which of Biden is fighting that, for? You know which I mean? which Biden fought for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice to see an end of the drug war after all this time. I'm 50 years old. I, I was a deadhead in my young, my youth, and my friend ended up doing like uh, 18 years for LSD. Apparently. Oh my god, 18 years for LSD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his soulmate just got released. It was like the, it was like a fluke. The one like decent thing that Trump did was he uh, granted clemency to this guy named Leonard Picard, who's a yeah. really you know wonderful human being, and uh, he wrote a book called The Rose of Paracelsus, and he's an interesting That's right. guy. That's and, right. And uh, he was a really smart, intelligent human being, and uh, he's still alive. But, uh, yeah, they, 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 he was in a... Listen, Do- Donald Trump had a few good pardons. Do- Do- Donald Trump had a few good pardons. I mean, Donald Trump pardoned well, Jack like, Johnson because well, Stallone asked him to. He it, it usually took a celebrity asking him to, but I'll praise Donald Trump when he's right. He had a couple of decent pardons. All presidents do. Well... And it all goes back to like the thing where even a, a broken clock is correct twice a day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean Donald Trump had a lot of evil pardons as well. Let's get started. Dinesh D'Souza and Steve Bannon. He, he Donald Trump pardoned all kinds of evil motherfuckers. But yeah, he did pardon some some good people, and he pardoned people who were unjust victims of the of the drug war. And so he deserves the credit for it. And by the way, I'm very happy to give Donald Trump credit for nice things he did. I don't want to be some liberal bobblehead just hating him on everything. I wish he did more good things. <laughs> I wish George Bush did as well. So I'm very, very happy to, to show my fairness and my bias and praise him when he did something right. Did I lose him? Oh, we just yeah, lost him. He, yeah, I think he's gone. Oh, was it me saying something nice about Trump? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, uh, in that well, case. Well, it's not your fault. The, the channel has a, a fail safe where we just automatically disconnect all callers. And <laughs> um, they're actually just playing a loop right now. I don't know if that was an Elon trick or something like that. Well, we are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. I want to I play something really special now. Can I, can I play that thing I asked you to play? Once upon a time, long ago, before there was a Sirius XM, there was Sirius and there was XM. I know the before times we're not supposed to talk about these days, but deep in the forbidden zone, the hidden texts are there and you can learn about Sirius Satellite Radio and XM. And XM was a company that did a wonderful thing. They decided to give Bob Dylan his own radio show. And it was called Theme Time Radio Hour. And Bob was the narrator. It's wonderful. You can go online and Google the Theme Time Radio Hour archive and hear them all. I burned them all to CD and gave him his gifts that year. His show is so listenable and you'll hear so many funny things. And you'll learn a lot of good music too. But since this is Tom Waits' birthday, I wanted to play this little clip. Um, Bob Dylan had the kind of show where Tom Waits could randomly call up on the phone and share some of his favorite Yiddish curses with no context whatsoever. So I've always wanted to share this. Um, This is just something Bob Dylan slipped into his show. I don't even know what the episode was about. Every episode had a theme, like the moon, or weather, or mothers, or jail. Uh, This was just Tom calling up to talk about curses in Yiddish. Happy birthday, Tom Waits. Keep a listen. One guy who's always got something on his mind is Tom Waits. Let's hear what Tom has to say. Hey, Bob, it's Tom. Um, Here's a little morsel of information. The Jewish people have always had a penchant for colorful cursing. Here are some of the most famous Jewish curses. <laughs> May God cause.
a tune and may your enemies play the music. May you lose your faith and marry a pious woman. May all your teeth fall out except one, which should remain for a toothache. May you grow like an onion with your head in the ground and your feet in the air. May you have a good long sleep and may your dreams be only of your troubles. May you be the proof that man can endure anything. May your wife eat matzahs in bed and may you roll in the crumbs. So there. Thanks, Tom. That was something else. <laughs> the time Tom Waits taught Bob Dylan how to curse in Yiddish. You won't get that on other shows on Progress. Only here. Happy 73rd birthday, Tom Waits. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. <coughs> Excuse me. I was, trying to, <coughs> I was trying to get to the break before my sneeze. Quick break. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. This is SiriusXM Progress. 866-997-4748. Mitch and Kent State. How are you, sir? Hey, John. Thank you. It looks like Canada tonight, huh? It's Canada Canada. night. How about that? Uh, There we go. uh, John, uh, before I get to some music, uh, did you read about Jim Jordan and his uh, little uh, pack there? They're, you know, they're... uh, we have a well, pushback, I guess, on the uh, January sixth committee. And they think that the, the you know, they're, what they're using is the the reason for the ups or for the you know for the riot because of a lack yeah. of uh, you know as far as the Capitol police and not being prepared and, and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's all it's, bullshit. Uh, He's a grifter. I mean, it's literally Jim Jordan of all people. He's right. attacking January sixth committee for not looking the other way. Right. He is a seditious yeah. clot. Yeah, just uh, you know, it's just, just more of the same. And you know, you know, it's, it's to them, it's not a democracy; it's a democracy, M O C K. And uh, you know, it's, yep. it, it's their, nice. uh, it's their, you know, it's the way they. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's just that this guy is just. Uh, yeah, we deserve better. That's all. Yeah, just, yeah, we all do. We don't better. let it. Don't let it make you mean. No, but uh, this, this stage is going to hell, John. It really is. It's. Uh, your from, state's uh, going to hell, please. JD Vance yeah. isn't even sworn in yet. <laughs> God, oh my God! It just—I uh, don't know. You know, well, with from uh, Vance, I mean, it's just you got to do. You got to turn this turn around. I don't know what to do it, but uh, listen. Overall, the midterms went very well for Democrats. I'm sorry it sucked so bad for your state and for mine. I mean, you got JD uh, Vance. At least you don't have a crazy gay grifter who lies about everything. Right, right. That's we'll, what we got. Uh, we'll, we'll plow through. John, uh, right thank you for Mary McCartney. Uh, I finally watched uh, the, These Walls Could Sing last night. Good movie, and, huh? Uh, oh, my God. But there was one thing. Maybe it was me. Maybe I missed it. She didn't uh, reference the rooftop concert. Really? Well, because it wasn't at Abbey Road. The rooftop concert was at Apple Studios. That's right. That's why. Oh, my God. Oh my. Shame on me. Yeah, Only you're right. Mitch you're would right. have beef with Mary I McCartney. can't believe that you of all people who out geek me every night didn't know this didn't you you watch the peter jackson movie they they, they didn't do it at abbey road they, they did it at right. apple studios right. and that was the roof You're they right. went on in the end yeah I'm so oh my god 
Christmas came early for me. I outgeeked you on one piece of trivia. I wasn't even alive yet. I'm so proud. Oh my god. I gotta do my homework, John. I gotta do my homework. I'm sorry. Yeah, get to the gym, grasshopper. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Thank a couple you, of anniversaries, if I may. Oh, uh, really quick. Nine Supremes uh, last night on uh, on uh, Ed Sullivan. Uh, I had no idea. Together. You've stumped me on and, that one. Uh, speaking of um, uh, Abbey Road, now Rogers. I didn't realize all, all the work he did there at Abbey Road also with his sheet. Oh, where didn't Nile Rogers work? He worked everywhere oh, with everyone. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. When he came on, the first time he did this show, Frank Conniff gave him a Mystery Science Theater box set because uh, oh. Niall is such a big fan of MST. Like, he, he's just, uh-huh. he knows everyone. He's done everything. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And Carl Wilson, again, Carl, oh my God, I have his two solo albums are great also. But, you know, I don't forget Paul McCartney, you know, God Only Knows, one of the most perfect songs and the most yes. perfect vocal, you know, I think uh, that song, he just, just, you'll bring tears to your eyes. Just the way he, just nailed that. I agree. I mean, it's it's perfect. one of the most perfect songs ever done. I think the, uh, another guy named Wilson gets some credit for that too. But yes, yeah, that's right for writing it. Right. <laughs> and Carl was a great guitar player as well. Mitch, yeah. I hope you're well. I thank you so much. Thank you, John. Peace. Have a great evening. By the way, we got a uh, we got a message uh, on the Twitter machine. I I, I, I want to share from one of our listeners. Let me find it. This is uh, if TME has a best of year end show, you absolutely must include Stephen from Kentucky channeling Lady Bird Johnson last month. Such surreal, surreal hilarity. And you just let it happen. That was, it was really very special. Good. We did just let it happen. We sat there and watched like Jim Jordan. Bill in New Jersey, really quick before the break. Welcome. Thanks for your patience oh, on hold. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, about the dog thing. You should never get him stuffed. You should always get a new one. And yes. uh, they should sentence uh, Bobert to life in Canada. And uh, <laughs> see how that turns out for him. But, uh, Why would you do that um, to Canada? What did Canada do to you? No, it's what they'll do to her. But uh, okay, they'll be and, nice anyway, to her. They'll yeah. give her health care. Right, right, right. Death by a but, thousand but, stories. Right. But all the, also, happy um, winter solstice. You too. Sort Absolutely. Of the year. Yes, Every it next is. day will be longer, and now it's. It, this is the time of year. It's legal for a week to be happy in public, and then the purge starts again. So, <laughs> we, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh-huh. I, I'm confused, though, because it, it actually, the, the, the nights started, the sun started setting later in New York last week. We were at 4.30 every night, and it went to like 4.31 starting last week. So I guess it's still darker in the morning. But yeah, today is yeah. the shortest day of the year. Right, and uh, the days will just get longer and sunnier, and so will life. And uh, one thing that's been brought up, though, about uh, Trump, and I used to call you, like, for a year or so, about every time I drove down the Taconic past the Trump State Park, which is still there. And that story has to be told, because it's so weird. The guy who originally built it, this guy Meyer, who was uh, a a Jew from uh, uh, California, an investor who made a lot of money, but he um, bought the Washington Post, and they mm-hmm. were flipping out there because yellow journalism was happening at the time. And That's he said, right. no. He had, has think the first mi- mission of the newspaper is to tell the truth as nearly and as truth best be ascertained. Right. The newspaper shall tell all the truth as so far as it can work. The whole thing is about the truth. And You're right. he said, leave it alone. He'd want to have, he's conservative, but they can run it any way they want. And his daughter inherited Catherine Graham. 
Ah, look at you. Well, thank you, Bill. Yeah. Listen, the, the Conexay Park blows my mind, this 436-acre recreational attraction. I don't know how after January 6th they can keep this guy's name on it. This is Progress.